0: Greetings! This is Christina Fulton, and this is my second episode of this podcast. The first one, I decided to, you know, give it a try, and I had, you know, the computer voice it for me. So now I'm actually doing a real recording, so you guys let me know what you think. Do you like the computer simulation or do you like my actual voice? As you can tell, or may not or I may have some possible issues with my own voice. I know, it's so cliche not liking to hear the sound of your own voice, but it is what it is. Anyway, I'll be discussing multiple topics that are near and dear to my heart, which are writing, Teaching, mental illness, and any other creative endeavors that catch my fancy or I want to share with you. Also, I'll be sharing book reviews and other book related news of uh, fellow authors, poets, and professors in my circle of friends and followers. So, today we're going to be talking about. Something that kind of bummed me out last week. I am an English professor. I'm also a creative writing professor. And any of you who are a teacher of any kind, I am guessing in this day and age, often come up against the P word plagiarism. Oi. Last week, I caught a few papers being just pure plagiarism, and it really bummed me out. I mean, I would have not even considered trying to pull something off like that when I was younger. I mean, I guess maybe it's because we didn't have the same resources that they do now. Plagiarizing would have been, you know, a whole lot more complicated and time-consuming. But nowadays, they can just go to these websites where they are selling papers, where they can get free papers, or they'll actually have people write the paper for them. Ugh, I cannot stand these websites they are just making it very hard for professors, teachers, anyone in the educational system to do their job. And it really bums me out. It just bums me out, ladies and gentlemen. So here's a few things I have noticed for any professors or teachers out there, some surefire ways to spot or have any red flags when it comes to plagiarized papers. Now, I can't speak for, you know, other courses and other majors, but this is my perspective from the ENC 1101 and 1102 English Composition college side of the game. Well, most academic institutions have some sort of program, that is used for students to turn in their papers, and then it goes through a big database, it searches the website, you know, basically tracking down any possible forms of plagiarism. However, students are starting to, and have found ways to trick, for a better, you know, lack of term or phrase here, that particular system. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have become hip to their tricks, and one of them is if all of a sudden you start reading a paper and you're noticing that the vocabulary is off, like they are using words that don't make sense, but at the same time you would find in a thesaurus I mean, I know this old trick, because when I was younger, we used to do that. I remember that, you know, you'd go click on the thesaurus app in your document, and you'd pick a fancier-sounding word to make yourself look, you know, more intelligent when your professors or teachers would grade your papers. Well, at first, that's what I thought they were doing, because, you know, during my age group and bracket, we would do that. we impress press them. But then it started to become very, very frequent. And it started to become confusing. I mean, they were picking words that barely had anything to do with one another. I mean, they weren't even close when it comes to synonyms-wise, you know what I mean? So, what I started to do was take a closer look at their papers... And I would Google or research on my own. I would take the tips that the program, you know, says, hmm, suspicious URLs follow. But if they led to dead ends, what I would start to do is I would start to, you know, type in suspicious parts of their essays into search bars. I would find, you know, other particular plagiarism tracker programs that are available throughout the net for free that also professors have recommended. So it's good to double down. Not only use your institution's plagiarism detector program, but also go find, you know, some different ones to run the papers through. They're all all over the net. Just Google in plagiarism detector. You'll find them. So between my usual researching the program that my college institution offers, And the other programs across the net, I was starting to find that they are finding papers and they are switching the vocab just enough to fool the program that my institution uses to detect plagiarism. Unfortunately though, it just makes it a horrible paper, you know what I mean? Their papers become just impossible to read, because they've switched the vocab around so much, it no longer makes sense. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean to, you you know, go back to an old quote here, but anyone who's a Princess Bride fan, and who also happens to be an English professor or teacher, may, you know, have said this once in a while, this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) From the prince's bride. And I'm having those moments a lot. And then I detected why. They are switching up their vocab choices so much to trick the system that detects plagiarism that my campus uses. So either A, they think it's going to work, or B, They just don't care, I'm not quite certain, but whatever the case may be, if you start to notice that their vocab choices are getting really, really strange and really outlandish and out there, it's a red flag. They are changing up their vocab in order to try to trick the system. (sighs) And there's sometimes they pull something that you can't even prove. Or you can't even track down. They will hire people to write their papers because these websites advertise hey, plagiarism free guarantee. These people will write the papers for them and they shall submit it. And there's very little you could do to prove it. There's very little you could do to track it, quite honestly. And. I was looking, because I told you last week I suspected some plagiarism, I was surfing the web, doing a deep dive as they say, and I came across a website that was selling papers or will write you one from scratch to totally avoid plagiarism. Well, they have assignments that students have given them over the years. and. Like, for, you know, people to browse through, you know, get feedback. Like, oh, this one person said their paper went well. Well, guess whose assignment I found there? Mine. Word for word. Yeah, my final revision paper project. Every instruction. All the way down to where I tried to be inspirational and say, you could do this, I have faith in you. Smiley face emoticon. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And this little prick pops up in the messenger. I know you professors are probably understanding what I'm saying if you're really tracking down plagiarism cases. They'll pop up and say, oh, how can I help you? Or, hey, can I help you find a paper? Or, hey, do you need me to write a paper for you? And most of the time they're robots, but once in a while they're real people. And I said to them, nope, I'm just a tired professor looking for plagiarism. You know, this little prick gets back to me and says, oh, well, good luck with that. And then clicks off. I'm like, you little... Mm." So that really bummed me out to find my assignment word for word for word down to my smiley face emoticon on one of these websites that will write papers for them. Usually, though... Like when we were in college, money's an issue. They will usually go after free stuff. So that's something you've got in your corner. They will usually go to the websites and look for free essays to plagiarize. And that makes it easier for you to catch. Because they don't have the money to pay for, you know, the essays that are, you know, higher star quality or have less of a chance getting caught or what have you. (laughs) So again, like when we were in school, they don't have the money either. So that's something we've got going. They usually go for free materials, they usually go for free stuff, and that is easier to track down using the plagiarism system, whatever your particular academic institution uses. However, again, again, I caught wind of something last year, which I know might be hard to fathom, but I suspect they're doing it. What they'll do is they'll outsource their plagiarism. You heard me. They will outsource their plagiarism. So, I kept getting weird hits from websites in other languages using my academic, you know, plagiarism detector that is available where I work. I kept getting links from Russia. I kept getting links from China. I kept getting links from different countries. And I was wondering what the heck is up with that. I mean, it was doing its job. It was showing me that these links were present or showing me that there were similarities present. But then, you know, you click on them, you go to these web pages, and obviously they're all in Russian or obviously they're all in Chinese. And I didn't have time to fully investigate it because it was at the end of the semester. So it was a summer project I looked into last year. And uh, here's what I suspect. I can't altogether prove it, but I can suspect that they are looking for essays in other languages and then they'll translate them over and reword them in the process in order to trick the plagiarism detector system. Yeah! I found a few good examples of it. Not enough to prove anything definitively, though. Because it's hard, you know what I mean? I would translate what I found in this Russian essay to a student's essay. And it got super similar. So that's something else to look out for. I haven't had any instances of that recently. But last year I was detecting it. Some students, I believe, were doing it. Yeah, we're going to other countries to get other papers, translate them, reword them back, and yeah, try to fool the system. Haven't caught so much of that this year, but hey, you never know. Maybe it might be happening to you, so if you start to pick up on some weird URLs that are leading you to Russian or Chinese websites, it's, it's not your imagination. It's not crazy it might actually be what i think it is they are translating and rewording essays from other languages to trick whatever plagiarism detector system the academic institution is using and the irony to this is it's not like i don't talk you know have the talk with my students about plagiarism i do i do i so do triple times do and, you know, how to do proper MLA citation and a work cited page and all that wonderful jazz. However, I even give them examples of times I have caught students plagiarizing in an effort to hope to scare them so they wouldn't think to do it themselves. But sometimes it's in one ear and out the other, as they say, because the week before... I was giving them examples. I said, well, one time I found this paper that, you know, sounded similar to me. Because, you know, just because I'm a professor doesn't mean my memory's going here. I mean, I know I'm getting up there, but I'm not that up there yet. You know what I mean? And I said, well, it started to look really familiar to me and sound familiar. So I took it and I started researching it beyond the turn it in link that they were using. And I found it on one of those websites that sell papers. They, I told them like, yeah, so anyway, this student found a paper (laughs) that was actually done by another student in my class. They just didn't think anything of it because the professor's name was my maiden name, not my, you know, married last name. And you can't believe it, even though I told them this warning story... Yeah, it happened. It happened again. A student did the exact same thing that I had warned them about. They went and found an essay, didn't recognize my maiden name, and tried to pass it off. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, that was super ironic. When I was grading it. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, didn't I not tell you this same story? (laughs) Meh. Anyway. In addition. In addition. It is a good idea to make note of what papers you find to be suspicious. And if you do get access to them on those horrible websites... That are uh, selling them. And if they are free, download them, save them, create your own database. Yeah. Okay. Hey, gotta fight fire with fire, guys. Download them and save them and create your own little database of essays that you've seen over the years be repeatedly ripped off. It's something new I'm trying, and I think it's working. <sighs> So that's another way to help combat it. Create your own database. Keep an eye out for, you know, URLs from other countries. And if they start switching up their vocab heavily, these are all some flags and ways to deal with it. What I find incredibly vexing is that sometimes they'll pay the money. And there's no way we can prove it, because we don't have the money to pay these websites in order to see the paper that we suspect that they bought. I know. We don't have access. And of course, any professor or teacher and their normal salaries do not, you know, have money to throw around here. And I just think as a sign of good faith, That these websites that sell these papers, you know, would give us at least a discount. You know what I mean? A teacher or professor discount in order to help track down plagiarism. I know, that's wishful thinking. (laughs) That's wishful thinking on my part. But... I digress. It would be a show of good faith, you know what I mean? Because we don't have the money to go deep diving after them once they've hit a site where, you know, we can't gain access to the essays. But we know they're there. But we just can't afford to, you know, open them or download them because they're protected and the students paid to get them while we cannot. Anyway. I try to warn them the best I can. I mean, I even tell this story. One year and this is what I'll close with today. One year, I had a student, you know, come to my office hours, you know, back in the day when we had office hours, (laughs) and we actually had in-person teaching, but anyway, he was a student I had a few semesters prior. He did that whole thing where, like, my friend got caught plagiarizing, and he went on to tell me this story using the cover of My Friend. And he had went online, and he had copied these different, you know, letters, and pasted them, and it was a letter that he sent out to different nursing schools to try to get accepted. He didn't write his own letter. Well, one of the nursing schools got suspicious and they pegged him for plagiarism. They caught him dead to rights and what they did took it a step further, which blew my mind, but hey, it is it is what it is. It's their right to do. They actually blacklisted this kid. They blacklisted this kid. Yes, they sent out letters ...to the other nursing schools. <laughs> telling them what he did... ...in order for him not to be accepted elsewhere. Yeah. Yup. And that kid, he was standing there telling me the story... ...and I could see it in his eyes that it was him. But he was using that, oh, my friend did this. Is there any way that my friend... ...can fight back against this? And I'm like, not really. Your friend should have not done this... At all, because quite frankly, it's a really big problem, and not just colleges, but high schools, and I'd say everywhere, academically speaking, and this kid had tears in his eyes and everything. I didn't know what to tell him. I said, honestly, there's not much you can do. You got this friend of yours, quote unquote, got caught dead to rights. Anyway. This has been on my mind as of late. So let me guys know if you like the computer-generated voice or my actual voice. Still on the fence on that one. Self-conscious. Okay, this has been another episode, episode two, of Fulton the Author's podcast. Again, I will be discussing teaching writing, books, and other creative works that catch my fancy, and of course, mental illness, which is a, another topic near and dear to my heart. Okay, you guys have an awesome day.